What is up? It's Dakota Layden here from Destination Fear, and you are listening to the Paranomaly Zone. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Hey there, fellow zoners and paranormal ponderers. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, your weekly dose of all things you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the man who is afraid of what I may call him during each and every episode interview, (laughs) Mike Carbno. Um... (laughs) You did say that earlier that I made you nervous. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I hope you are kidding. I was very much kidding. Yeah, I'm not exactly that was this a- uh, intimidating, stern, gruff prick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. At least I hope and not. That was all during a uh, failed attempt at uh, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Something happened. Something was uh, went amiss. Uh, uh- a miss, yes, that's what I was going to use. Actually, something, a went, something was a foul. <laughs> yeah, but it seems fine now. Well, now you just cursed it. Um, hopefully, we can get through this episode. Yeah, we just recorded a half an hour intro, very important, and it was awesome. It was awesome. A very important intro um, to this episode. Uh, you know, as we go along, you will find out why it is important. So now we have to kind of, you know, time is a little bit more limited, so we're not going to be able to. Um, divulge too much stuff as we did the first <laughs> the first take at that but uh hell maybe we will maybe we'll ramble even more who knows who knows when well, it comes to the paranormal we shall find so, out but mike it is good to see you thanks for making this work pal it uh-huh. is <laughs> pal <laughs> everybody <laughs> why did i just call you pal <laughs> yeah well Ah, oh, that was interesting. I will start to call you my fine freaky friend <laughs> oh that works too that works too <laughs> You know, that kind of, every now and then I get the image of like the old Looney Tune cartoons where I'm like the little annoying scrappy dog that's just bouncing around <laughs> the big larger dog, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, the big fat dog that I, I didn't that say anything kicks about that. But this is take two, uh, knock on wood, fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly. It is day and date of recording, February 3rd, 2023. Yeah, and we're here. This is going to be a special episode for sure. Oh, Mike just broke something. Something fell over. No, I did not. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it is going to be a cool episode. It's going to be special. The focus, the title of the episode is going to be Ghost Children, uh, maybe perhaps slash Child Spirits. It's kind of uh, an eerie and sad subject matter for sure, but it totally ties into um, 
what we're going to dis- to discuss here in our opening segment. It was a pretty um, moving day for me and you uh, this past Monday. And it was. We'll, we'll try and get through this as briefly as we can. As longtime listeners know, Mike and I are, well, we like to consider ourselves very amateur uh, paranormal investigators. But, um, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're scrapping and scraping our way uh, closer to um, being legit. <laughs> Legits. Um, maybe maybe we're, we're going from amateur investigators to intermediate investigators. Is that the next step? I guess I'm not sure. Um, no? It could be. Yeah. Could be. Maybe intermediates. Uh, well, if we were if we were freshmen before, or we're during the summer vacation after freshman year, moving on to our sophomore year here. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't need remedial training. <laughs> that's true. I mean, we're, we're trying to up the ante early this year. As, as listeners know, we made the nine-hour trek down to the Sally House. That was an awesome experience. Uh, we are planning on it. Not even just planning. We are doing it. We are making a trip uh, this spring or summer to the Velisca X Murder House, which I'm excited for. I'm thinking we're going to capture something creepy, Mike. We're going to be creeped out no matter what. We are. It's uh, definitely going to be a lot different than the Sally House. Yeah, and Mike is struggling through right now because I think he spilled some sort of liquid. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I start coughing. Yeah, then he coughs, and the microphone's turned off because Mike is going into convulsions. But it's all it's all well, good. He's he's fine and dandy right I, now. Uh, no, I actually I spilled my diet coke. Okay, you did spill. And something. I I spilled it all over my uh, mouse pad Ouija board. Oh man! And. Well, maybe it'll actually work now. <laughs> now that he's well, spilled shit. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then I spilt it all over the Ouija board. Uh, oh, the the um, oh that one. Okay. The, yeah, remember I bought that from Heather Taddy. You did. Oh, that's right. You did. And then I, I was like, well, I got to get that wiped off because if it soaks in that pop, it's ruined. Oh, no. Yeah. So Mike and is. I would have to, I'd have to go find Heather again and. Well, that wouldn't be bad, though. She she was a great no. guest. I love talking to her. That was she awesome. was a great guest. Yeah, Mike is just okay. frantically moving okay. as fast as I'm he can. done now. <laughs> I hope you don't get winded or out of breath doing this. I do that very easily. Well, that's true. That's true. I apologize for saying that. I know that's a sensitive area for you, but it's all good. Oh man! Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also on the replay of we were recording the opening segment for our Patreon page because we were sharing a very important image. And on playback, uh, they didn't work at all. Yeah, for whatever reason, I haven't changed anything on my end, but as I was very kind of angrily, well, not really angry, but as in a frustrated tone, I was talking to Mike about, it's amazing how all of these purported upgrades to better your devices usually more often than not make up uh, a night of frustration. It makes up for a day, a week, an evening. Long story short, it just fucks everything up. <laughs> yeah. Apologize for dropping the F-bomb, but it's frustrating because after upgrading my laptop the other, earlier this week, now my headphones are not compatible, and now apparently my Movavi video editor slash screen recorder is not working properly. Um, Audacity was not working properly, but hey, we did the magical... I'm going to unplug it, basically, and plug it back in. <laughs> turn it off, turn it back on, and now knock on wood, it's working. But getting back to the focus, Mike, as an intro to this topic, 
As longtime listeners know, as I said, we're paranormal investigators and amateur paranormal investigators. 15, 16 years ago, we captured an EVP that is still just, it's inexplicable, unexplainable. You cannot debunk it. Uh, it's, it's legit. In our eyes, it is legit. It's, it's, how else do we want to there, describe it, Mike? There's, I mean, to me, there's no question. I mean, we were there. We know what happened. We know uh, what was being said and talked about at the time. Um, and then that voice pops in. I mean, yeah, whoever it was, she was there and said it. It's Debbie. Yes. And why this is important, because earlier this week, I was sitting at work and I started, I, I was, I was really thinking about that EVP and I was thinking about Debbie, you know, cause I've been trying to find more and more information about her. I've been in the discussions with my, my mom about Deborah, um, Deborah and May tragically passed away uh 50 years ago this year um when she was that's crazy three years old two two months short of her fourth birthday and you know obviously it was a it was a big deal in the small town here my mom remembers it happening and oh yeah this is um it's connected to the it's debbie evp obviously obviously because mike uh, well, i'll let you explain it you know briefly you know how this ties in to what we're talking about what i discovered earlier this week I mean, what was it all about when you first moved into that house and what was going on when we were, we were recording? Well, the, what was going on, like it did all the time, is the place is definitely haunted. And what we got out of that EVP was, uh, um, well, the, the backstory on it is uh, we, as a team, Patrick and I and a couple other people, we were investigating in the house we were going to go down into the basement and check things out and do some recording and we were doing evp work and recording on the way down the stairs and we were and we were doing that because you had mentioned your like the door yes oh whoa hello doggies um the door was it the door by your basement entryway or was it the door to the basement which door was it again um i believe it was the door to the basement Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how I described it on Patreon. So I was I was worrying about yeah. it. I was like, oh shit, right. was I wrong? Am I remembering that incorrectly? But that door was always open, and you guys made yeah. sure to shut it all the time. We would be shutting it every day because it would it would be open. You know, numerous times a day it would happen. And uh, so we were discussing that as we were walking down the stairs and recording, and uh, um, when we were trying to figure out why or whoever whatever was doing this that female voice came up saying it's Debbie, like explaining that, you know, it was answering the question as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it was like, yeah, well, it was, it was Debbie. It's plain and simple. Right. So, and it's shame on me for, for so long for when listening to that, I, for whatever reason I was thinking of, man, is that, is that Debbie saying that herself? Like she'd be speaking in the third person, you know, Hey, it's Debbie, yeah. you know, like she's, yeah. you know, like she's Dwayne, the rock Johnson, the rock says over here. No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no. and, and, you know, obviously I've changed my mind correctly. I, I hope, um, that it was some other energy, some other entity in the house pointing it out that, Hey, it's Debbie who's doing this. And right. It's, you know, kind of, it's also connected to these this recently discovered EVP that we shared uh, not that long ago on the podcast that uh, 
kind of legitimized another potential EVP that we captured during all of these uh, recordings over the course of, what, a month or so. We were at your house several times and sure. we were doing these um, investigations. Um, it's, as we talked about on, on a few episodes ago, we got the feeling that those two particular EVPs, the press play and the one that sounds like it's saying, watch that, you know, after I said, watch that video, they both come across as almost like a mocking kind of, but in a playful manner, kind of, you know, like right. it's just kind of, it's not necessarily being nasty or nefarious. I, yeah. Or, I don't think anything malicious at all. And being that this was a separate energy, this wasn't, no, this is what we think. This is our, you know, take it as you will. This is our thought process here. Being that this was another spirit that was telling us that it's Debbie. I threw this idea to Mike earlier when we were recording the uh, the failed segment. I said, is there just a possibility, maybe, that, you know, for, for argument's sake, let's play devil's advocate, that these spirits in this house were, in fact, kind of nasty, and they were mocking us in a negative manner. Is there any chance that they were saying, knowing the history of that house, that they were kind of leading us astray, saying, hey, oh, it's Debbie, like mocking us even more, mm. downplaying the, the serious nature of that tragedy. Any chance at all, Mike, that that is what's going on in those recordings, in your mm. opinion? I don't, I, I don't feel that. I really, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's that's all you need to say. Cause I but it, it's you. it's a thought though. It's a it's a theory to think about and reject if it you know if you yeah go with it that way. Now again, long winded. I apologize for that. Getting back to why this is an important episode, and I will share uh, the image in question here on Patreon again. I did share a short minute and a half clip. I believe it was a minute and a half cl uh, clip the other day when I was at the library. And as I said, I, I, I've just been trying to find more, as much information about this tragedy as I could, you know, um, learning about the history a little bit, talking about it with my mom. And I went to the library and I said, hey, you know, could I have access to like the Park Rapids Enterprise archives? And they said, yeah, absolutely. You know, you just kind of you need a you need a specific year, preferably also a specific month. And I was like, OK, so I went about my my way and i'm sitting there trying to find the specific date and i i thought it was funny because when i was asking you mike like do you have any memory of the exact year that debbie passed away and you, <laughs> you texted me he's like yeah it was either 1972 or 1974 and, and lo and behold it was 1973 you know you went around it and well yeah because you know i'm usually not right about well, a lot of things so <laughs> i'm not suggesting that come on I know. and it's funny when uh, considering how often we've talked about this mike is that something that we knew 10 years ago, but being that we're old now that we've just forgotten, you know, <laughs> I, I believe, I believe that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. Cause you, when you moved into that house, you, you learned of the history, correct? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this poor girl, as we've talked about several times, she tragically died outside of this house. I'm showing Mike, you know, I printed off that newspaper article from the Park Rapids Enterprise. I did find them. I went and I came back after I found the date online. When I asked, uh, 1973, October, there they gave me the uh, micro, micro, microfilm roll, showed me how to run their little do-diddy do there, and I uh, went away. And I mean, it's it's I, I love history crap like that anyways, but uh, <laughs> I could have been there all day, I think, before they forced me out. But I, was, I, I sat down, and I, as I got closer and closer to the date, 
I started like kind of, I felt this sense of anticipation, Mike, but I was, I'm yeah. like, I was, my heart was kind of racing a little bit. I'm like, am I going to find something here? I get to the date of her passing. They published the papers on Thursdays and Mondays back in 1973 here in Park Rapids. And the October 4th publication, obviously this was during the day of her, her tragic passing. I, th- I thought it was kind of coincidental that an article I saw is, you know, Park Rapids Panthers defeat Detroit Lakes, you know, in a football game. And they showed a picture of some of the Panther football players, and one of them was a guy named Jeff May. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is that a relative of Debbie, you know? And, you know, the family is just feeling good about, you know, the extended relatives, you know, they're all, oh, you know, this everything is happy right now. Success on the football field, life, you know, in general before this tragedy. Then I scrolled even further. The next edition, Monday, bam. First image I saw, Mike, is this that I'm showing you right there. Debbie. I sent you a picture immediately. There she is. There's the face of this girl. Three years old. Two months shy of her fourth birthday. Garage door collapses falls on Debbie and kills her. And this is the EVP, Mike, that we <laughs> has meant yeah. so much to us for yeah. 15 years. That's and now it. we got a face. Yeah. It, you know, after so many years of actually seeing Debbie, that has meant so much to us f- since then. I mean, it's, it's really, it, it's, you really feel it. Yeah. Now, did- we've invested a lot of time and thought and energy into this little girl. And emotion, you know, and emotion. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, especially being in that house that she lived in and finding that box up in the attic that had those clothes in and that the dress that she's wearing in that picture looks so much like one of the dresses in that box. It had blood on the box. It looked like blood, dried blood, you know, um, you know, would that have been stuff of hers and why would there be blood on it? I don't know, but it's it's part of that whole puzzle of Debbie. Now, and you said when I sent you that picture, you said that that is how you pictured her in your Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. The shorter brown hair. I mean, if you figure she was four years old, you know, a couple months short of four, um, you know, her hair was short and brown, um, you know, just, it's, a, and it's just, just a beautiful just kid, beautiful, beautiful kid. girl, that smiling face. And, um, but yeah, that's how I pictured her, you know, when that, that dress, you know, could have been one of those dresses in that box. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know, Mike, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I felt, you know, for a good, I'm probably two or three hours. I felt off a little bit. I felt kind of weirded yeah. out after that. I mean, I don't know if it was kind of the adrenaline going away. I, I I don't know how to describe it, but I, I could not get her out of my mind. I was trying to go about my normal business, but I just felt I felt almost detached. It was really kind of odd. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I don't know how else to describe it because I, I was just it means so much. Longtime listeners know what we're talking about. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for, for, for checking us out. Um, These EVPs, no joke, no joke. And to be able to put that face, this beautiful little face to this story, you know, that has somehow Mm -hmm. 
captured us as well. I mean, why why has this happened to us? <laughs> you know, Mike, as yeah. far as oh, like I know. we have been brought into her life story and I and again, um we need to move on here. I realize that. But, you know, after a while I I started feeling a little bit better because as I told you, Mike, I felt like Debbie is being remembered, not only just by us, right. you know, by all of our listeners, you know. Absolutely. And, there, yeah. There's a lot of positive, positive energy going into, you know, uh, her right now, instead of that yeah. tragic day, you know, we've put a lot of, you know, positive thinking into it, I think. And yeah, I believe. Mike, I mean, is she still there? Was she still there? Was that Debbie? And why, you know, and, is she hopefully, I hate to think of her as being trapped, you know, and not moving on. Yeah. I mean, is, is she there? You know, this is some stuff that we're going to talk about later when we focus on, you know, ghost children in general. Um, we'll dive into these possibilities. You know, the fingerprints on the mirror. You brought exactly. This, you yeah. brought this up earlier. It's like, oh, my gosh. Again, those pictures are on, you go check them out on the Patreon page. Yeah. It's so it's bizarre. Like, you know, like. <laughs> You know, way back, you know, there's they, they say that mirrors could be a portal where spirits could come and go or whatever. But um, the the prints that I believe are from Debbie are from a little person that age, and you can see the face print and the hand print. You know, like she was pushing against that mirror. Like, was she trying to go through that portal to be able to leave? You know, pushing against it. But you know, it, it's just a lot to think about. I don't know. Well, you know, I think kids, I know this from personal experience. My, my daughter back in the day, she, she was fascinated with mirrors. You know, I have a picture of her, like, you know, just, she loves seeing her face in the mirror and she'd just make her laugh, you know, yeah. she couldn't really yeah. like, say, why, why am I seeing myself here? You know, and is Debbie still doing that? Is she just, you know, kind of playing yeah. with the mirror, you know, sticking her face up as close as she can, you know, and, oh man, is she forever three? I mean, I, uh I sorry. If I, I apologize to our listeners if I sound befuddled and a little <laughs> out of sort here, but it's been a, a wacky week after that Monday, and it meant a lot yeah. to me. I'm so glad I found it, and um, well, I hope that you're glad I found it too, Mike. Just say you. Oh, jeez, of course, yeah. <laughs> I I really needed to see her. You know, I really, I really did. Well, we Excellent. have, we have, and you know, every time that I listen to that, it's Debbie DVP, which a uh, DVP EVP. Which I have yet to do. I have yet to listen DVD, to that. DVD, DVD. <laughs> it's going to be different. CBD, DVD. It's going to be different now when I hear yeah. that EVP because now I have that face. and Yeah, exactly. If that's really Debbie who was doing that, um, I hope she had a smile on her face. And I hope she is still smiling wherever she right. is. And I, I just have this, you know, I just had this very clear vision of my head of, of her in that, that dress running through the kitchen. Oh, you know, like when she was alive, you know, it's yeah. like running through the kitchen, you know, like just being fun and happy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. As the, know. um, you know, not to end this segment on a downer, but as the uh, article starts here, you know, Deborah Ann May services held. Deborah Ann May, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. I won't share their name right now, um, even though you can see it on the Patreon page. Yeah. Um, Died from injuries sustained in an accident near her home October 4th. She was yep. three years old. Near the home was the garage across the alley, right across the alley from the garage that 
is for the house that she lived in. And that is no longer there, the garage. Yeah, just a cement slab, you know, I, and I could imagine the tragedy of that. Maybe it was too much to have that garage there still. I don't know. That's just a thought I, you know. And, uh, you know, a, a family friend who was a witness to this tragedy. I mean, he's, I, God, it's been so long since I spoke to him, but he's, he still feels it. You know, how, yeah. can, how can he not? You'd, you'd never, you would never forget that. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Oh, well, man, Godspeed, God bless to Deborah and May. And uh, again, we encourage you guys to go look at her face and just, just, you know, feel it. I don't know how else to describe it because, um, yeah, I think that we're, I think we're trying to do something positive here about this and, uh, we'd love everyone to do the same. Mike. Absolutely. Ghost children slash child spirits. <laughs> kind of creepy, kind of eerie, definitely sad. Yeah. Def- just, you know, the thought of it being a child that lost their life so young and yeah. is still gallivanting around. You know, I did find, and I, I'll pull it out here in a second. I did find an interesting article, you know, kind of discussing throwing out hypotheticals about you know the potential potential reasoning behind you know paranormal experiences involving uh the spirits of children um long time listeners know i love putting mike on the spot i'm gonna do it again so be prepared are you are you prepped mike you ready (laughs) we'll find out (laughs) um when you think of ghost children are they all i mean we just talked about a little bit with debbie are they all? None? Some? Are they forever a child? Are they, for lack of a better term, trapped? Is there hope for them? I mean, just kind of your, your gut feelings when it, when it comes to the thought of the spirit of, uh, of a child still lingering in this realm. Mm, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that it is not... Uh a forever a child, but I think they can be, I think they can, they can come to a person as a different ages because, and the reason I say that is, uh, um, and I've said that, told this story before on, on the air, but um, within the last month or so that my, or two months or whatever, that my father was alive, he uh, had said that he, saw his mom and dad they'd come come to him but not as old when they passed away but as younger like when they were a young couple in their 30s so they showed up at that younger age you know when actually they passed away at a very old age right so you know can that be you know go either way yeah it's like is it it, is it is it that they are a child or just the appearance of a child and it's uh, all the uh, the knowledge and energy that a spirit would have? Is it the purity, you know? the purity of being a child? You know, maybe is, is that what is coming through? Uh, again, you know, we're, sure. we're limited by our physical understanding. We're li- yeah. As wonderful yeah. as the brain is, we, we're limited to you know, what the hell's going on. On the other side, you know, we are, we're spiritual beings living a human existence right now. So we can't escape that, that, um, 
the human part. The human part. We just can't. We're just yeah. we're, we're talking about being trapped. You know, it's like we can't. It's difficult. Definitely difficult, if not impossible, to truly grasp. You know, this isn't us. You know, and no. a child. When we say child spirits, maybe it necessarily. Maybe it isn't necessarily a child. It's just that pure energy of you right. know. It hasn't been tainted by anything. You know, it's man. We're yeah, what do you guys? What do you what? I, we want to hear from you, from the listeners too. You know, what do you think? I mean, is it purely negative? Is it purely positive? Is it a combination? It's because I don't like the idea of something of a young kid being trapped. You know, especially yeah. Debbie, for example. I just I don't like thinking that she suffered this horrible death, and she's forever trapped in this mm-hmm. existence. You know, it's it doesn't sound right exactly. to me. Um. And I think that you probably agree with that too, Mike. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Food for thought, definitely. But um, this article that I'm going to use is kind of kind of help us spark some talk about food for thought. You know, <laughs> help us ramble on as good as we can. Mike's convulsing again. You all right? You okay? Okay, he gives I me. Am. Okay, he gives me the thumbs Thank up. Thank God for a mute button. Thank God. <laughs> uh, this is from. ParanormalDares.com. And the article is, Are Child Spirits More Active Than Adult Spirits? Mm. So I'll peruse through these, Mike, and we'll stop and pause and we'll talk. And we'll get uh, we'll get your thoughts for sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw in some of my worthless nuggets every now and then. Nuggets? Did I say nuggets? <laughs> You did. Okay. That sounds kind of <laughs> gross, actually, when you think about it. They're throwing nuggets around. As long as they aren't moist nuggets, oh, that's okay. come on now. Golly gee willikers. I just said golly gee willikers, by the way. Yes, you did. <laughs> wow. I don't know how to say or how to react to that one. That was pretty impressive on my part. Now, this is a paranormal investiga- uh, investigation team here, and this is their website. They have experience um, dealing with alleged child spirits. Mm-hmm. And they, st- they start off here, they say that they're often asked about the different types of spirits that they encounter during their investigations. And they say that there are definitely distinct types of spirits who present themselves in a similar manner. All, indiv- all individual spirits are different from one from one another just like we are here in this physical world and you and i have talked about that too you know it's definitely a possibility if you're a jerk here you're going to be a jerk in the afterlife you know absolutely spirits have personalities and characteristics that make them unique plain and simple they go on to say often we don't know why spirits seek out communication but child spirits are a different case now in their opinion spirits of children are often the most communicative and active now let's think about that for a second that would make sense in the case of debbie i mean if she's sitting there running around you know opening up her door constantly um leaving her fingerprints and her face print on the mirror i mean sounds to me like she's trying to get someone's attention she could have been some of the orbs of light that were that would fly around and down my arm and things like that oh god yeah you know maybe she's yeah yeah she's thinking that she's touching you, trying to touch you, and you see it as like an orb. Um, yeah. Definite possibility. Mm. Are you sure you're okay, Mike? You keep 
coughing like violently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm do you, good. Do you I, need uh, to go get another Diet Coke and spill it? <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, spill it all over my <laughs> stuff. No, I'm good. Now, when interacting with these uh, child spirits, they point out a few things that other investigators uh, should keep in mind for your safety and for also what is for also and also what is best for the spirit. Now, when I was reading this earlier, one thing that popped out to me personally made so much sense because it was like you know, basically saying you know you have to remember who you're dealing with. You know, if, if these are children, you have to be conscious of how you are speaking, how right. you are acting. And it brought me back. It brought back memories, Mike, again, to your house when uh, myself and my then friend were down in the uh, your basement. You and your then friend were up in the attic or something. We were both doing our separate um, EVP mm-hmm. sessions. We were down there in silence, and I, I was listening to this not that long ago. <laughs> I just don't like how I sound anyways, but man, <laughs> I, sometimes I sounded just downright ornery, and I, I know I wasn't attempting to do it. I know I wasn't doing it on purpose, but it was even pointed out by my friend. She goes, after I asked something, she goes, you know, Patrick, you know, you have to think that you're talking to a little kid right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, or, you know, if we were. That's think- right. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, I remember that. Yeah. Because again, this is, I don't know if that re- particular recording was before or after we discovered the It's Debbie EVP. But again, Mike was wise to the story, to the history of the house and all these experiences that you were going through made, you were like thinking that perhaps Debbie was in your house. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I knew the house was haunted before I heard any story of what happened or who lived there. It's like, and then I'd hear things and from people that knew the story and it'd be like, well, that makes total sense. Did stuff start happening to you? Like right when you guys moved in? Uh, I don't think it was right away, but it sure didn't take long. Didn't take long. Yeah. Yeah. And then there were some months that were more active and, than others but um but yeah it was it was like it was always there and so again listening to that recording i was like how darn it man i'm just it's like take a chill pill Koffenberg. i was like my god i think i was at one point i said this is your last chance (laughs) yeah like my gosh i was pulling out my inner zach baggins there you know yeah no kidding Uh, at least i didn't ask him to like you know you know you wanted us you got us (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zach Bagan, still a dream guest. We love the guy, but we can we can tease we can tease him too. So now their first um, question that they are sharing here, and they give an answer to is, "How do I know if I am interacting with a child spirit?" Mm. Now they say you can usually recognize a child spirit by their energy and playfulness. Now again, Debbie has a perfect example opening up those doors, being a little mischievous, you know, Mm -hmm. you know that she's around. Now, despite being highly communicative, (laughs) it often takes time to build trust with these child spirits, just like it would with a a living child, just like, you know, it would be with a living child in the physical world, right? I mean, they're they're leery. They want to love you, but they're like, "Mm." 
I don't know about which that. Is, guy. Which is the way they should be if they don't know the person. Oh, 100%. Absolutely, man. Now, it's, you know, as I said, much like children in the physical world, they can be shy, afraid, or unsure of who to trust. Once you have established trust with a child's spirit, most are very playful and talkative. These spirits don't connect with just anyone. They will want to establish a trusting relationship first. Again, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to us when we're talking about even even um, real life experiences with young kids, you know, but it doesn't change in the spiritual world. And it's right. interesting that they suggest that they don't connect with just anyone. Now, Mike, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, listeners know that you're just the big lovable guy that you are. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got such a good energy about you and stuff, um, even when you are down in the dumps and utterly depressed. <laughs> Mm. I'm kidding. I couldn't even finish saying depressed because I'm I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing, Mike. I bet you a hundred bucks. Debbie felt super comfortable with you, and she was trying to get your attention from mm. from you know. I I would one. hope so. That would be great. Um, if that was the case, but you know when you when you're reading this about um, young children and spirits of young children and they're playful and um, you know there are times when that happens and you might have a month or two of this playful child. And then you start to realize that I don't think it's a child. Oh my God. Are you saying that it's it's like a, like a, uh, something is mimicking a child, right? Well, like how demons will do that type of thing. Okay. That's terrifying. Yeah. Come across as a child, but I mean, I know this was Debbie and everything, but you know, but just when you were reading that, it was like, yeah, but, you know, they say that, that oh, demons will do that. I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like it. And, you're, hey, but yeah. you're the one. Mike's saying this, by the way, with a little smirk on his face. because he, I am. He knows how I feel about the whole demon thing. And Mike is kind of slowly coming around to the potential yeah. the yeah. potential reality of demonic spirits. But I can still say you're a little, you're definitely leery. You're not. You're not too. You're still not too yeah. sure about the demonic stuff, are you? Right. Yep. Now, but now, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay open minded and just you know see what happens. Take it as it comes. I don't like that idea though. Again, what if those <laughs> dang, you know, mocking playful EVPs we picked up? What if picked up? Sure. What the hell? What? What if those are goddamn demonic shit messing with us? What if it's just one demon that's uh, portraying uh, every one of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, old, yeah. the old man that was seen in the house or the Ooh. coughing or the, the, the singing or the whispering in my ear. It's just one demon. There's no ghost there. It's just one demon. I don't like it. <laughs> and Mike no, even had put, put extra emphasis on that. It's just one demon. One demon. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's let, let's stick with the positive on that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, we oh, have yeah. To, we have yeah, to throw out the we, possibilities, though. We have to throw out that, that as a possibility, right? Even though we we you know believe pretty much completely that it's all a positive experience there that we had, you know. So it, it, the demon thing was just kind of me throwing that out at you. This is something that just literally popped in my head, Mike. And talk about off the cuff and putting you on the spot. Do you think that? If there is such a thing as reincarnation, do you think that for whatever reason, perhaps those who die young as a young child are potentially more apt 
to be reincarnated mm. or vice versa? What's your vibe on that? You know, I, again, I don't I think it puts you I on don't the spot. It, I know. I don't think it matters. I mean, because we all, no matter how many times that we, if, you know, if we've come back, we always are going to come back for, as a, uh, to learn more things that we're meant to learn here. And we've talked and when, about, you until know, until you reach that you know level that you don't have to come back. We're, you know, we're trying, anyway. we've talked about that several times, you know, yeah. you know, is this a learning process? Are we, you know, working towards, you know, enlightenment, you know, the, you know, the potential of spiritual perfection, you know, it's, it's just the idea of this, like Debbie again, you know, she only had three, just short of four, four years in this physical existence. I mean, how much could she have learned, you know, or, oh man, it's, or was she already such an, at an enlightened stage that she didn't need more than three Maybe the uh, experience that she had to come back as this time was just, I mean, to experience that. um, Maybe just to experience that death to learn from. That's a horrible thing to think of. But that's a great idea. That's a great point. You know, could it go that extreme or was it, uh, did she come back, uh, you know, to spend almost four years with, you know, uh, experiencing certain things as a young child along that way that, you know, add to what she learns as a spirit, you know. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> shooting out in different no, different directions but it's here. Great but... way, that's a great thought. <clears throat> that, that could almost be another podcast topic all in itself there, you know. <laughs> Learning, yeah. learning from death, you know, death 101, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How would you fail death? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I just asked, how would you fail death? I just cursed myself somehow, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mike, what can one expect from a child spirit? Uh, now, obviously, it says here, the more mischievous the child spirit, the more they will play or be playful. They might move objects, the door opening and shutting all the time. They might play games, such as hide and seek. Or they might make sounds. And again, that goes back to those recordings, Mike. Multiple yeah. occasions. Multiple occasions you hear, not voices, but at one point, clear as day, like a little uh, whistle or you know, kind of... Um, yeah, yeah. Like a beckoning, like, oh, hello, I'm over here type thing. You know, I don't know how to right. say, I don't want to say a moan, but it was, <laughs> it was a very high pitched, like playful, like, you know, ooh, hey, come over here. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that, hmm. kind of, that kind of falls in line with this. Maybe those throat and stomach noises that were coming for me on some of those recordings weren't <laughs> actually stomach and throat noises. Oh, I wish I had that on the soundboard <laughs> right now. Oh, like, darn it. <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike, you need to warn me oh, about that. I would have, I would have found it. I would have, I, I, I still can. Yeah. Oh, I just want to play this, by the way. If you guys know what this is from, we want to be your friend. Dude, run! Yeah, so <laughs> I just wanted to play that one. I, I, what was that? I missed it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear it very well. Okay, listen, as I said, if you know what this is from, we want to be your friend. Dude, run! There you go. So 
Maybe Mike can't hear the audio stuff now because everything sucks, but that's okay. Well, I can I can hear it. It's just that it was garbled for oh, me. That was uh, that was that was Brian Hanoi. Dude, run! Oh, okay. yeah, I didn't get that out of it at all. <laughs> oh man, Igor, is this a good episode? No. Okay. Um, dude, dude, run might come out of us at the uh, the axe murder house. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, didn't we already talk about uh, if we have to, we might have to just end up spending the rest of the night in the car or something? Yes, we did kind of talk about that <laughs> a little bit, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Now, when a child yeah. spirit does present themselves they will often present themselves as polished as possible now this is i remember reading this earlier thinking that's kind of interesting because what, what they mean by polish is they said they want to look presentable which is often why you might see child spirits in their sunday best with a neat appearance mm. now didn't that very very first ghost mike that you saw as a kid wasn't that wasn't she kind of dressed to the nines as well, she would no. She was actually in a very old-fashioned, long, okay, floor-length nightgown type thing with the ruffles around the sleeves and the collar. That's right. My bad on yep. that one. I hate saying yep. my bad. I hate that. Why did I just say that? I need to edit you that out. Say that a lot. Do I? Do I say my bad? Yeah. And I can't stand yeah. it all the time. No, I don't. See, you just said it again. <laughs> Sorry. Talk about mocking tones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting, right. though. Like, oftentimes, with, according to this to this investigation <clears throat> group, investigative group, they're theorizing that they want to look presentable. So that's why they kind of look like they're dressed to the nines. These but, are a lot of things I have never heard before. Like That's interesting, though. I like it. It is interesting, yeah. Now, depending on what the child perceives as presentable, they might be in a special outfit or costume. Some people find this unsettling. But according to many interpretations of interacting with child spirits from paranormal ex experts, the children want to look their best to make a good impression in hopes of getting help. Mm. That's, I mean, that's a theory. It's interesting for sure. I don't. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is. It, it, all this makes sense, you know. It, sure. But it could be a one of one million theories, you know. <laughs> Mike and I, you and I could think of a theory too, you know, anyone can oh, think of theories. Oh, absolutely. That's why they're <laughs> theoretical. Now, what um, do they think, what do they think children want? Children's spirits, that is. Unfortunately, many child spirits are lost or confused. Mike, you get a vibe that Debbie was lost and confused. <clears throat> See, that's important to me, and I know it's important to you too, because it just, I don't, I don't want feel... her to be lost or confused. I... I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I feel like she's um, at home. Um, I just saw a giant orb fly behind your head, too, man. A what? I saw an orb fly right behind your head. In, up here? Yeah. Yep. Mm. That was pretty interesting. I wish I was recording, but no, of course I wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But you don't get that vibe. I don't. I really don't. I. I there might be some, uh, I think, some low-level confusion, maybe. I don't know, this is just me off the top of my head, you know, like feeling something and, you know, not, not saying it's right or anything, but um, she's there, she's at home, um, confusion about why things might be a little or a lot different than the way they used to be when she was alive, you know. I, I just don't see that she's feeling lost. And Do you think if there, if, 
and again, we're just using Debbie as an, as an example for everything here. If Debbie was confused at all, would she perhaps, is there potential that she was confused because she didn't know why everyone was so sad now? Mm. Um, yeah, that could be one of the things that, you know, like uh, when she was killed and, and, you know, she's in spirit form, you know, uh, she's probably at first catching up on things that were uh, the way things are after she, she died and, and knowing that there's such a difference going. Oh, Mike also over the years and decades to when I lived there. Yeah. You know, things are different and things change and, you know, maybe she can't figure that out, but. Um, you know, it's interesting I that we did that. I threw that to you and you answered in that manner because that's exactly kind of what they're talking about here going on with the article especially if the death was caused by a traumatic event, the child might not know they are deceased and therefore don't know what is going on or what they need to do next. I mean, right. again, that's, that's sad to me. It's very negative, but it's a definite possibility. Um, but I've always felt too that um, I don't think that she's there all the time. Right. You know, she, she can come and go. So she's not like she's trapped. You know, and she has the knowledge of that she can go to different places. So, um, you know, that's and would you know, be a better existence for her. Are they, are spirits slash energies, are they in the same, how do I want to say, are they in the same form from dimension to dimension? You're like, is, is Debbie mm. a three-year-old in, air quotes, our dimension, but when she slips through, you know, that mirrored portal... Is she uh, an adult? Form of energy. Yeah. A f form of energy that can be, I think, manifest as whatever, as pure energy. I mean, you know, I th maybe it could be limitless what yeah. that pure energy can do. They could, I mean, talk about past lives. I mean, maybe from. <laughs> oh, right. It never ends. It's continuous. So there's got to be something there, you know, that's, you know, a purpose for it. Man. Yeah. That's Wow. That's kind of a mind trip right there. <laughs> what do you guys think about that one? That's not exactly a, it's not an easy thing to think about it at all, but uh, give us your thoughts on that. My God. Another reason a child's spirit could be bound to the physical world is their connection to family or loved ones. I kind of said that like maybe being confused right. as to why they're, you know, everyone's sad. When there is an overwhelming, geez, when there is an overwhelming grief due to their passing, Spirits often stay close to watch over them and try to connect with them. Okay. Sure. We just let them know just she's okay. Talked about that. When the living can't get past a death, neither can the spirits. Now that's interesting. Right. So when that's more more uh, reason to, um, I mean, not callously move on, but you, yes, you grieve, but and then you accept, and then you know you. That helps the spirit transition, too. That's a theory according oh, to these guys. Oh, I believe that very well, too. Yeah, quite a bit. Okay, so you do do... you? I just said do-do. I do-do. <laughs> you do believe in that theory that the human... Right. Our grieving, when that comes to end and we, when, when we accept yes. it, that helps them pass or uh, that helps Absolutely. them transition. I, I totally believe that. That does make sense because, yeah, they wouldn't want to transition knowing that you are grieving still. 
you right. know? <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. In some cases, these child spirits stay bound to the grief even when their loved ones pass and move on. Now, that would be sad. Like, if you never get over it and you die, well, then your loved one may never transition either. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Other children's spirits are simply afraid to move on. If their death was accidental, or the child was doing something they shouldn't be doing, perhaps they carry guilt and worry that they will get in trouble. These spirits aren't prepared to move on because they are afraid of what will happen next. Much like a child in the physical world might try to hide a mess or deny doing something wrong for fear of getting trouble. Right. Now, we and don't know we, what, what was happening in the case of Debbie. I mean, for well, all, it was just a tragic, do, horrible accident. That's all we know. Well, well what we do know, and uh, um, and we've talked about this maybe briefly at different times, but um, the garage door was broken, and it was being held up by a water ski. Yes, we have talked about that. Yes. Yeah, and... Um, so whatever happened to where I don't know if she was was she messing around with that? Did she bump into it? Did did uh, were oh, the little boy man. and the little girl kind of joking around and physical kind of uh, you know laughing kind of pushy whatever and you know there's so many, I, there's things that I have in my mind right now that could have happened that I don't even want to mention. Oh, I know. I know, you Mike. Know. I, I was doing that the other day. I was, I, I, not out of, not being morbid or totally negative and de- depressing, but I was just, I couldn't help but not envision what yeah. may have happened to Debbie. Uh, the, it was popping in my brain. I don't want to talk about on the air right now what I was seeing because it's just, it's not good. Um, right. You know, we're 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 the little boy and her, you know, joking around. And did he have? possibly a little part in what happened oh man you know and if that's a case you know keeping that in as a little kid if he if that did happen how devastating that would be and we know that he's still devastated um you know but you know these are all just conjecture and everything so we don't know yeah and i'm not saying that anything like that did happen because you know like i said we don't know it's just trying to figure things out yeah, we certainly hope that that's not the case, you know. No. But again, that's another, I mean, to us, to our minds, our human minds, it makes it makes some sense as a possibility. Yeah. Now, what do investigators and people interacting with child spirits need to be careful of? Now, they had a blog earlier that they were writing about, and I'm going to skip that part, but it says here, it is human nature to be more sensitive and nurturing with children, unlike me, apparently, when... <laughs> This is your last chance, spirit. My God. Yeah. I'm ashamed of myself. Much like seeing a child lost in the supermarket or wandering around on their own, it is our natural instinct to reach out and help the child. The danger comes from spirits and negative energy knowing that weakness we have as humans. Some malicious spirits will present themselves as children to gain trust. It is critical to be careful and not let your guard down too much with any spirit, specifically a child spirit you think might be an imposter. <laughs> we were talking about yeah. demonic mimicking earlier. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
yeah, to be clear, we don't think that's what's going on or what was going on in Mike's house. We don't think that someone was mimicking Debbie or mocking the tragedy of what happened to Debbie. Uh, we're making that very clear. We don't think that, but it's, I mean, do we know for sure? No, we don't. Um, let's see. We got the, Mike, you're shaking like a leaf on a tree. Do you need a break for like five minutes or? All right, hold on, everybody. Mike needs to uh, do something. Mike, should we, or listeners, Igor, should I tell the listeners what Mike is doing? No. Yeah, I don't no, think so. No. Okay, one, well, <laughs> this will be seamless. We're going to take a time-traveling excursion. And we're back from yet another seamless time-traveling excursion. Okay, um, that article wrapped up with the question, you know, how common are child spirits? And it goes on to say, well, uh, we think that people interact or have interactions with child spirits more often than they realize. And it goes on to, as one example, it goes on to mention imaginary friends. And I remember we had did an episode focused solely on imaginary friends and that topic itself. I love that idea. I love that possibility. I mean, how about you? I had an imaginary friend when I was like, I remember very well. I was probably four years old. What do you look like? Was it a he? Yep. Um, and <laughs> it's, it is weird because imaginary, but um, had the, had short blonde hair, but the hair was actually darker blonde than mine. It was that detailed. And, uh, um, and I even actually think he was a little older than I was. Oh, is that an imaginary friend or is that too much detail going on there? I remember you talking about this, and it is kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. And, yeah, <laughs> and his name was Tom. I remember that. And uh, I quit talking about him. And I remember my mom and dad asked me, well, whatever happened to Tom? And I said that he died. Oh, my God. And that was it. Oh, I it's, it's... never had any interaction with uh, Tom ever again. That's but it's weird, bizarre. though, because I, it's not like I had an imaginary friend that I was sitting there talking to and playing with or anything. I don't know what it was just. He was just there. Just he was there. just a part of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, a lot to think about there. I mean, yeah, that's odd. That's a little talk about some more cosmic heebie cheebies going on there. It's like, yeah. Well, and the, the weirdest thing is that, you know, I would call him Tom, but then he would tell me. No, my name is actually Beelzebub. Okay, now you're exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, even I didn't fall for that one, Mike. Sometimes your well, poker face. Knew- sometimes, okay, for listeners who don't realize, Mike has one of the best GD flipping poker faces <laughs> and poker voices out there. I've fallen for a lot of his crap before. Yeah. But even but that time even I could see it, Mike. It was Yeah. It was I yeah. It might have I wasn't been- really I wasn't really trying to pull anything over on you, so <laughs> no, and that it wasn't like an egregious example either. It was yeah. pretty, it was innocent, it was innocuous. It was, it's all good. <laughs> I forgive you, Mike. But yeah, that idea of an imaginary friend actually being, you know, that's not imaginary at all because you know it's it's theorized that children are more. Uh, here's that, here's that uh, term again: apt to experience the paranormal. You know, well, because I, of that no. purity, I think you know, right? I think it's more than theory. I mean. You know, people say that, uh, you know, it's it's uh, before they get tainted by the adult saying that, oh, no, that's not real. Yeah. Well, when you're a child, you're not told that. So when you experience something, 
you re it's real to you. You, you, uh, you know, if you see a ghost or whatever, I mean, you know what I mean? It's, uh, oh, of course I do. Of you know, course I do. but when you have enough people telling you that are older and trying to, you know, condition you for life and telling you that that stuff isn't real, you get told that enough and, you know, kind of changes your mind, brainwash a little bit, maybe. You know, and that, that's, it's a good point too. There's nothing, nothing worse than being like excited about something or feeling good about something, you know, and putting it out there only to have someone just put you down for it basically, yeah. or tell you that you're wrong. No, 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 that's right. You didn't, well, and I was, you didn't experience that. No, 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 you didn't do that. You know, as, as a, as an artist, so I, I like to think of myself as an artist, you know, Mike, you are an artist as well. Nothing worse than like spending, you know, a good amount of time on a piece of artwork. And I have this, <laughs> I went through this so often back in the day when I was younger and I would show somebody and more often, well, I shouldn't say more often than not, mostly I'd get positive reinforcement, thankfully, but there'd always be those two or three jerks who their first reaction would be like, you didn't draw that. You trace that. Where's the picture you traced that? From? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like, I, 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 and, uh, it's heartbreaking almost. It's yeah, like, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I agree. It's very discouraging. And it's like, well, fine. I won't ever draw again. And then I go pout. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I still do that. I go pout in the corner every now and then. It's kind of it's kind of funny. And then Bridget has to drag me out. She entices me with like a, a Coors Light or something. I don't know what she does. Yeah. Well, if I start that, Mary just, she has a special stick. <laughs> Oh my god! Does it have notches on it too? I mean, what type of stick are we <laughs> yeah. talking here? Oh my god! Hey, Mike, uh, this has been a great discussion. Before we wrap it up, um, final thoughts though on the the idea of ghost children. I, mean, I think that's what I'm going to title this episode: "Ghost Children." Because, I mean, how else can you describe it? That's plain and simple. All right, yeah, it fits. Um, is it? Is it more of a negative than a positive in your mind, the idea of a child spirit, considering everything that we just talked about? I mean, spirits are ageless. We get that. Right. You know, yeah. because we can't help but think of them in, as their physical existence. But there are the trace memories and the thoughts of that child yeah. still in that, you know, spirit form that makes it kind of heartbreaking. You know, they, they're still a child. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's always the, the 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 Debbie story is always going to be tragic. It's always going to be a heartbreak, right? No matter yeah. how much we try and think about, you know, we hope to God that she, wherever she is, you know, it's, something positive is going on. You know, um, but again, that negative heartbreaking aspect is a human emotion. You know, it's a human reaction to it. Um, are we restricted? Do we can we not fully comprehend where she is right now? You know. Yeah, um, right. Mike, this has been great. Uh, we we want to encourage everyone, we always do, to uh, send us your feedback, send us your personal experiences. We're going to have more Ghost Stories episodes coming up. we got another, well, Mike, uh, the 24th this month, we're going to be chatting with your niece. She she sent, right. me, sent me an email, um, a very succinct, to-the-point email about her list of experiences. Oh, my God. I told her yeah. we're going to have to have like four separate episodes with her. <laughs> well, yeah, well, she's related to me, so. Man, some <laughs> of those things sound just trippy as hell. So, Rachel, we're looking forward to talking to you. I know you're listening sometime in the future right now. Um, I will work on my pronunciation of everything beforehand so I don't drive your niece nuts. Uh, hopefully <laughs> she won't have to correct me in uh, butchering Sam Hain. 
Well, I would like to see her do that too because you do that to me all the damn time. Not all the time, just quite often. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. I do not. Well, <laughs> Mike, it's only when you use such brilliant terms such as botan and shit like that. So come on. Hey, right? I am going to keep using the word botan because uh, it's in the damn yeah, dictionary. Well, the damn dictionary is wrong. The damn dictionary <laughs> should be burned. It goes against Patrick's knowledge. <laughs> just like Brontosaurus goes against my knowledge too. Hey. I bet there's a picture of a brontosaurus in the dictionary too. I know. Yeah. That right underneath it says brontosaurus. <laughs> and then you look up the word skeptic and it's my picture right next to it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not a damn. Yeah. I, I'm skeptical about some things just as Mike is, just as we all should be. We can't well, just... everybody should be. Yeah. If you have no skepticism whatsoever, it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. Oh, shit. Mike. Uh, uh, did you happen to watch that hunting Bigfoot movie yet? I did not, ooh, but I, it is uh, it is on my mind. Yeah, I, I do have Amazon Prime. I suggest it, man. Um, I suggest it to our listeners too. If you're interested in the um, Sasquatch Bigfoot uh, phenomena, this is a really interesting documentary. Um, a different take on it for sure. It kind of follows one man in particular who is. As, as one of the guest speakers in the movie describes him, he says he's fallen under the spell of kind of like, you know, kind of like the people who fell under the gold fever spell, the gold rush right. back in the day. It's like a huge has, obsession. It's a, become an obsession, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, but it's really, really good. I think it's really well done. I think you'd enjoy it, Mike. So I'd like you to, yeah. whenever you have time, you know, check it out, man. So is it a movie about the little French guy from Harry and the Hendersons? No, it is not about the little French guy from <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. No, it is not about John Lithgow either. It's not about Don Amici. It's not about anybody in Harry and the Hendersons. As much All as you right. want it to be, it's not how you want it to be. So, <laughs> Right. Whatever. <laughs> Very well put. Very succinct. <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, hey, it's been a frustrating uh, uh, day building up to here. Well, the first attempt at this was frustrating as hell. Uh, I say. Hey, and that was a great segment, and it and we lost it. I we mean, did, but but I yeah. think I think take two was pretty good too. So absolutely. Um, but we will post that picture. I mean, again, I have that short video clip of me at the library immediately after I found the article about Deborah Ann May's funeral service, and you can see it in my face. I, I was kind of like, ooh. This is this is special, but it's also also kind of odd, and yeah. eerie. Um, and I will just post the picture itself that I printed out of the newspaper article. And I, again, go look at her face. Think about the it's Debbie EVP, and just yeah, just send positive vibes. Do I don't know, do what you yeah. want, but man, it's important to us, and we'd love for you guys to check it out. Yeah, let I'd love to have the listeners let us know if uh, if are are we thinking about it too much or is that are we yeah. obsessed with this yeah talk you know, about obsession why right? <laughs> why is it a big such a big deal for us i mean i can think of uh enough reasons but um we have very smart listeners and i think they would uh could give us some insight so We'd let us know from, love to hear from you and again send us your own personal paranormal stories uh, yep. or anything alien related bigfoot related uh you want to be on the show Contact us. You can reach out to us on all social media. Uh, send us an email, paranomalyzone at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all you guys. That is no joke. We have a couple guests lined up. And we have another future guest, Mrs. Heather, well, Miss Heather Woodward, a medium psychic author of Erie, Oklahoma. We're setting up that date, Mike. That's going to be pretty darn cool speaking with Heather 
Looking yeah, forward to it for sure. Very interesting. Mike, thanks again, buddy. I appreciate it. Or as I called you earlier, pal. I won't. Yeah. I won't All ever right, call buddy. you. <laughs> I won't ever call you that. Again. All right, chum. All right. Buddy, you old pal of mine. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, I did remember it this time. Until we're up again. He's out.